Hey folks, and thanks for joining me on episode two of Music You Should Know. I'm your host, Tony Basso. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the subgenre of Red Dirt Country. I've got a special guest joining me today, and I really think you'll enjoy this episode. So come hang out a while. and welcoming a very good friend of mine, Miss Hallie Taylor. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. Today, our topic is, what is Red Dirt in reference to music? So, Red Dirt Country is a subgenre of country music, obviously. It started to stem from artists that would play honky-tonks when they started out and maybe never quite hit the Nashville scene, but... They still had a huge following in the state and in the area because that's where they were from, that's where they, they gigged, that's where they cut their teeth, if you will. And um, it, it stemmed from folks like Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings who kind of said, screw you to Nashville for a little bit. But when it really kicked off, it was with a few guys like Robert Earl Keane, Towns Van Zant, um, Lyle Lovett, Jerry Jeff Walker. The scene kind of kept the... Um, kept the shape of those founding fathers for a long time and was more rootsy and um, became a genre of its own after taking so much from others. So what we call Red Dirt today, you know, if you were, if Nashville was to classify it and put a genre on it, you'd have words like rock and roll or blues or Americana or folk. But in all reality, it falls into this little ball that we call Red Dirt, this little bubble in my opinion, that's kind of what what Red Dirt. Hallie, what do you what do you think on that? What is what, do, what would you, how would you describe the scene? I would totally agree with that. The beautiful thing about Texas country, like you said, is that it doesn't fit just like a mainstream type of sound. It's not just like riding down country roads, falling <laughs> in love with a girl and drinking beer. There's plenty of that. Yeah, but... there's plenty of that. And that's a lot of what you see out of Nashville. The beautiful thing about Texas country is that I think that it's anything under the sun. It's emotions, it's memories, it's feelings, it's life lessons. And it could come from anywhere like Americana, you know, a blend of folk, bluegrass, rock. And, you know, like classic country, you still see that kind of influence in today's Texas right, country. Right, especially with artists like um, Randall King, you know, that guy. Totally. With Mirror, Mirror and um, Taking Me a Heartbreak. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you throw George Strait on those songs and they sound completely different. They totally. sound like a hit. Yeah, totally. So, um, so I want to touch on some of, in this episode, I want to touch on some of the, the bigger um, unsung heroes in the scene. While the whole scene in its entirety is underrated there's a few bands that have just about made the have bridged the gap from the red dirt scene into mainstream because they're just that good but in all reality they're still a hidden gem they're still they're still not talked about they're still not there so i want to start out with a band called the turnpike troubadours these guys have a sound like nothing i've ever heard before it's complete um, rock and roll mixed with folk, mixed with country, mixed with bluegrass, but... Even also, a little bit of, like, Zydeco. Right, yeah. Even there's hints of, of, you know, the Cajun music in there, too. And it's 
It's so beautiful because it all mixes together and makes the sound. And, you know, the Turnpike Troubadours, their lead singer and songwriter, Evan Felker, if you want to talk about somebody that can paint a picture for you, that's your guy right there. You literally cannot go wrong with any song from the Turnpike Troubadours. There's songs that are better than others, but there's not any that are bad, in my opinion. I totally agree. So, moving on, um, Hallie, I think you had a couple bands you wanted to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So, my favorite band of all time is Flatland Cavalry. And oh, yeah. Those guys are good. Yeah. <laughs> We've had many conversations about how both Evan Felker and Cleto Cordero are lyrical geniuses. What a great. And um, Cleto's actually cited Turnpike as one of the influences in their sound and their storytelling. One of the awesome <clears throat> things about Flatland that Cleto has addressed in the past is that he wants the fans to be able to grow with the band. And I think that is very well reflected in their albums. From their first EP, Come May, to Humble Folks, you can see him growing through the highs and lows of college. But before their third album came out, um, which took three years, he really wanted to stop and not follow your typical country narrative, talk about the present and where he's at and what he's learned. He said that he thought by 25 that he would have life all figured out yeah. and he would know what to do and be a grown-up. But then he turned 25 and he's like, I'm still learning, and he wanted to really embrace that in Homeland Insecurity, and I think that that is very reflected in the lyrics and the songs. He spent like three years on it. He wrote songwriting books. He practiced songwriting exercises. He asked for advice. He wrote poems. He read poems, and he even went on to write three comic books in the process yeah. of writing this album. The which, guy took his time. Yeah. He, he made sure... When I think a lot of artists don't do this in any part of the scene, um, the music, the country music scene, from Nashville on down, I think a lot of artists put out an album, have some success with it, and then they hurry their next one, and they lose it all. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a that's a great album. It's one of those you can just put on and listen to at any event. Those guys in Flatland Cavalry really took their time to make sure they got that album right. So, Homeland Insecurity or any Flatland Cavalry album, definitely one I would check out. Let's move on to um, an older guy, somebody we touched on earlier. Um, he's an Aggie, just like us, uh, Mr. Robert Earl Keane Jr. So I would consider myself a Robert Earl Keane connoisseur. He is somebody that was playing in the background of most of my childhood memories. Um, he was honestly probably playing in the hospital when I was born. Um, <laughs> I have known him my whole life. Um, like you said, he is an Aggie. And one of the things that I really appreciate about Robert O'Keefe is that he never went into songwriting for the fame. He has said many times before that he wanted to be able to write songs, play them, and have a good time. And through that, he found his following. And his following is also a very interesting blend of people because you've got you know, Aggies that just like know him from A&M and that's how they may have gotten into Texas country. You've got the Americana scene, singer-songwriter, Texas country, um, and he's built quite a following and actually like pushed the boundaries of Red Dirt. Right. Um, and 
like you said, he's an Aggie. He studied English. And um, at one of his well-known songs, the Front Porch Song, um, he would do front porch parties with Lyle Lovett, another Aggie. An amazing songwriter. Yeah, um, which is where that song was born. Um, but one thing that not very many people know about Robert Alpine is that he um, donates to many charities, especially in Texas. One of one of them being Hill Country Youth Orchestra, where he raised over five hundred thousand dollars and contributed. And because of that, and you know the immense following he's gained um, over the years, what is it like three or four decades at this point? Yeah, it's gotta um, be. He's earned several different <laughs> awards, such as a spot in the Texas Heritage Songwriter Hall of Fame, as well as Distinguished Alumni of A&M. That's impressive. So, Robert Earl King, he's one of those people whose sound has changed over the years so much. And it's not, not in a bad way, not in the way we were talking about earlier with people rushing their albums and stuff. But if you want to hear Robert Earl King in his entirety, go listen to the title track of his first album, No Kind of Dancer. And then go listen to some of his later stuff like Dreadful Selfish. Just listen to Robert Earl Keane in his entirety. If you're a fan of music, Robert Earl Keane is the man for you. So I have um, two artists that I wanted to touch on a little bit today while we were on the Red Dirt scene. Um, they're not necessarily Red Dirt. Um, I don't think they identify in that genre. But just about anybody that listens to Red Dirt listens to these two guys. Mm -hmm. um, the first one being a guy from Eastern Kentucky. His name is Tyler Childers. Now, Tyler does a lot of what I was talking about earlier as far as drawing from several crowds um, and drawing from several genres. He's bluegrass. He's folk. He's Americana. He's blues in occasions. He's mm -hmm. rock. He's country. I mean, he even put out a totally bluegrass instrumental album. Yeah, it was beautiful. And right there with Tyler Childers, there's another guy. He's a little bit newer, um, and I don't know much of his music. I know most of Tyler Childers, but I'll, I'll admit, I don't know much of this guy's. His name is Billy Strings, and he's gotten some, some attention. He still kind of classifies in this hidden gem and deep cut um, category because your average guy doesn't know him. They don't play him on Aggie 96.1 or KORA. His song, Dust in a Baggie, is, it, it's great. It's bluegrass. In, in its best definition, it's bluegrass. But when bluegrass is dead, some say bluegrass is dead, and then this guy comes out of right field with this song called Dust in a Baggie that encapsulates bluegrass in its entirety. And everybody that listens to it loves it. It's a fun song, um, it's a story, and it makes you, makes you want to tap your foot. Folks, that is all we have for you today. I want to thank you again for tuning in to episode two of Music You Should Know. Keep an eye out on Apple Podcasts for the next episode. We might just show you your next favorite song. <laughs>